big book in recovery. If you're not in it, it's all right. This is a very good description of the quote-unquote problem. Yeah? It says, being convinced, believing with certainty. Believing with certainty is different than knowing. Knowing is not believing with certainty. Knowing is a mental condition that has no firm flaw, no firm foundation, yeah, where any convincing can occur. So, being convinced, believing with certainty, that self, I like to call it selfing, because there is no self, yeah, selfing, is what has defeated us, manifesting in various ways is what has defeated us, yes? Let's just follow this a little bit, but self, being convinced that self, Manifested or appearing in many ways, manifesting and appearing in similar words. Yes, self. Self is really not you. Self is the center of a system of mind called self-centeredness. Technically, not you. You're under the throes of the system when you believe it's you, and that's the whole dilemma. You don't know you're suffering from the disease because you're living as the disease. Very difficult to recognize it. Yeah. So it says, uh, being convinced that self manifested in all these ways yeah, is what has defeated us or you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So self and you are separate. Self and you. It's like it's not like you know it's you're beating yourself up like you know. It's self is something other than you in a way. Yeah. Not the you that it's talking about, because there is, it's not, it's the exact same. Self and you is the exact same. But what you are is in self. So that's what's being defeated. Your ability to recognize what you are is being defeated by being identified as self. So self, manifests in various ways, is what has defeated us. We will now look at its. Now, if you know English, it is implying to self, not to you. It's not... Oh, it represents the us. No, it doesn't. It represents the self in that statement. Yes? So, after being convinced that this thing called self has defeated us, yes, in all these various ways, we will now look at its common manifestations, like the common ones that this system of self presents when it has taken over a life. Yeah? The common manifestations. All right? And then the next paragraph, it says resentment is the number one offender. So we're doing, this is like based on recovery on an inventory process. So resentment is the number one thing. And then it goes into fear, and then it goes, let's look at harms done to others in the pursuit of our sexual agenda. Okay? These are manifestations of self in our life. Yes? Resentments, fears, and this and that. And yet, at that very second, someone will share, oh, I want to talk about my fears. You don't see it? The identification as the one who has the fear is the root of the system that's producing the fear. So now you're getting hit with the effects of the system, but you don't see that you're the source of the production. It's mind-boggling. So, so you're, I'm fighting. I'm fighting the attack of self. Self is driving me crazy. No, that's self. The belief that you're being driven crazy is selfish. That is more so than all the effects you notice are just like big brush strokes. You've missed the whole canvas. 
you're missing what allows the painting to continue. Isn't the brushstrokes, it's you identified as this. Yes. So the whole system, go into your thinking. How does your system, your whole system think of you? It thinks of you as a body. Yes? You are being thought by a system. You're not thinking about the you. Yes? You are a product of the system of thought. The sense of being a you is a product of thinking. You're not what's thinking it. You are a product. The way you hold, I'm not saying it's you, I'm using it. Generalizing it. But the you is a product of the system of thought. It's not having the thoughts. That's, how, that's the feeling that it produces. While it's producing the sense of being you, that sense of you has a feeling that it's the doer of everything, or the haver of everything. So now, you believe you're thinking the thoughts that are driving you crazy. <laughs> and that's very conflicting to any mind. It's like we were walking before, my friend has a trouble with being cold a lot, but then she buys a lot of stuff that's like short sleeve sweaters with holes in them and stuff like that. So there's a part of her head that's in constant conflict with her basic agenda, which is to stay warm. Yes? And most of us can say the same thing. Yeah? It's that, you know, push away, come in, push away. Told, this whole system is conflicted. Yeah? So the system is coming from a split mind or a condition. A split mind is in a way this. This mind believes it's the subject and then everything else is an object. Yes? Split mind. In that split mind, everything is seen dualistically. So... It isn't like all I am is that, it's I can be like that and I cannot be like that. Yeah? In, a, in other words, it, all there is is consciousness. No, 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 no. It's I can be connected to consciousness or disconnected to consciousness. Yes? I can be more conscious if I do all this stuff and I'll be less conscious if I don't do all that stuff. But what's missing is the basic state that's always underlying all of these movements of yes and no, high, low, connected, disconnected, which is consciousness. Yes. Yeah. I would say you and I are that, yet in our head we're appearing to be this and that. Yeah. And all the this and that is owned by one, one pseudo-stable point of reference called you as a body. But the real stability is in consciousness, not in the body, because the body's going to die, first of all. It's sort of like trying to build an everlasting house on a, on a very finite piece of land. The land is going to... You can be busy building and everything like that, but you have no sound foundation. So all your concerns and worries really come from the major worry that you're going to die. That it's going to come to an end before you're done. <laughs> Wait a minute, i got one more, one more thing to do, one more thing to have. Come on, I'm right near the point of finally arriving. You know? All this is produced from a, men a system of mind. I would say it's called, I like to call it self-centeredness, because it defines it pretty well. The system is centered on being a self. Its whole premise, its whole production, its whole extravaganza, its whole giant 
show is based on the single premise that you're a body. You're not at what's animating the body. You're the body being animated. So the animation, let's say, the quality of being on or of spirit is made to be some other object that maybe you'll know. Yeah? But it's you that's animated. You're not the animation, but it's you as this that may be animated. Yeah? You see it? You see the difference of holding it? It's so incredible. And the whole movement of selfie, its main attribute is to claim. You've got to check it out. Just check it out. Your body is not held as a body. It's held as your body. Time here is not held as time. Usually it's held as your time. I, can, I don't want to spend my time with you. I got this, my time's too valuable to be wasting sharing something with you. Or whatever it may be, yes? So this whole idea of money, my money. Relationships, my relationships. Everything changes when something becomes yours. In some weird way. And I don't mean yours as, oh, I own that car. You're owning everything all day. This is my Saturday. Don't be fucking with my Saturday. It's raining. I can't believe it. I had this big plan on for Saturday. Oh. It didn't rain on your important Saturday. Last week, it rained on mine. Shit. <coughs> I hate you. This is all insanity. But it just cooks and cooks and cooks and cooks and cooks. And you can't, and you're trying to get it off the pot before it boils over, but you're the pot and the boiling over and the stove. Well, did you ever hear the statement of recovery, self can't get out of self? What do you believe that means, self can't get out of self? We say it all the time. Do you, what is it that you sense when you hear that? Self can't get out of self. If you're identified as self, yeah? in other words, if you've lost the sense of what you are and have taken yourself to be what you appear to be, to be then you don't know it. First of all, because one who's identified with something doesn't know they're identified with something. It's not like being obsessed. It's way past obsession. When I was obsessed with coke, and I never loved or wanted anything more in my life than cocaine, I never became coke. I never transferred into coke, you know. (laughs) I never reached my goal. I'm coke. I'm cocaine. And it seemed like, man, that was a pretty heavy mental riff obsession. It was pretty, I mean, I, the light was surrendered to it. It was constantly into it all the time. It do basically anything to get it. I mean, it was a pretty extreme demonstration. That's not even in the ballpark of identification. Identification is so far beyond obsession. Because you don't even know you're identified. You don't even see that in the mind that's obsessing about you is just reinforcing the glue of the real dilemma, which is you're identified with what your mind's obsessing over. You believe that you're what it's circling all day. So maybe you want to change what's circling it. Yes, but it's not that ch- it's not what's circling it so much. You're the gravitational pull. You're the thing that's keeping all the thoughts around you. The thoughts aren't doing it because another person can have the same thoughts and have a lot of freedom with them. So the thoughts aren't inherently that. The power that's being demonstrated by the thoughts isn't its power. It's your power. And it's given over to the thoughts because they're my thoughts. Whew! 
all these thoughts are about me. Whatever way that binds you to. Yes? Binds you to. You can have someone who is in the same dilemma you're having and you don't feel any of the pain when they share it. But you are just, you're just exuding pain and suffering. Same thoughts. If they had a strip of the thoughts in their head, and it would be exactly, maybe they're upset over their dog, so their dog would be named Fido, and yours is Beth, so you would think it's different. But it's just, just the names are changed. It's like that old thing. It's the same story, just the names are changed. I think Dragnet was like that. Just the names, it's basically the same same all the time, just the names are changed. So, but, you know, so, no, I'm not obsession over Biff. No, it's Fido. Okay. But it's the same strip of thought. Put it into Michelle's head, and Michelle has a thought in her that these are my thoughts. That has a giant, it's like amplifying. It's like the greatest stereo system. It amplifies all the bass and the treble. Oh! It's just vibrating with all this, you know, <laughs> fear of what's not happening. <clears throat> then you take the same strip, same strip, and when it's playing, it, you, it's, oh, that's, uh, that's about Bill. You don't have any of the effect anymore, do you? So it's not the thoughts that have any juice. It's, you've got to look at what's having the thoughts, yeah? Because that's where the bonding agent is. Not in the thoughts, obviously. Because you can have the same thought that drove you crazy yesterday. You can go by your head today, and if you're in good shape, it won't drive you crazy. So it doesn't have the power to drive you crazy, or it doesn't. It doesn't have the power, nor non-power, it's your power. And your power is delivered over to it by my, 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 my. My is the bridge that you transfer your juice and then that juice seems to attack you. And you can blame everything and then blame you, blame, blame for the attack. You're in total cahoots. It's like a one-man or one-woman show. It's just going on and on and on. So for me, it's helpful when it was described to me and expressed and painted so I could see, oh, and there would be a recognition, oh. And then my mind, the calibration of it could shift. The antenna, instead of being pointed and picking up K-Paul all night, yeah, and all day, it shifted a little and I started to pick up other stations that aren't self-centered. So then... Some of the byproducts are described in our big book of recovery. You'll lose interest in yourself and your little plans and your little designs. When you're obsessed in self, are any plans little? Never. Never. Everything's a big deal. Yeah? You'll lose interest in these things. You'll gain interest in others. Have you tried to do that? It doesn't usually work well. That's a byproduct of your mind shifting. It's just a natural consequence. When this goes, these are some of the effects. It's not personal. Oh, I'm really great. That would be selfing once again. Oh, I'm really helping a lot of people, and I've lost interest in my little plans and designs. Then the losing interest in the little plans and designs is a big plan once again. Because you believe you're doing it. This is so beautiful because you recognize you, there's no you. You have absolutely nothing to do with it. So if you have nothing to do with it, it can't be fucked up. You may not attend it. You may not be interested in that moment, but any time you stop and you're interested in it, it's there. Every moment. There's no time that you have to take to get back to it. It's always available at all times, if you notice, yes? As soon as your head pops out of your ass itself, it's there. Oh, I didn't feel it, and it's like, poof, oh, it's there again. It never left. It's just your attention and interest has gone somewhere, gone into these little streams of self-thinking. 
But the underlying condition, the prior condition to all mental conditions, hasn't changed one lick. It's always available at all times, but not to you. As a you, it can't be available for you all, all the time with no reminders necessary because you have no importance in it then. Yeah? You would have no relevance. It wouldn't be about you doing and getting purified so that you can receive the Holy Spirit. You'd be cut totally out of the equation. You'd have no fucking importance. That's the message. It's gorgeous. You have to make something infrequent to give it mental value. If it's always here at all times, your mind has no value in it. It doesn't even recognize it, do you? You're not even recognizing the effects of gravity. You're so ins- was not When I'm saying you, again, it's not you. I don't like to say me and you, whatever. Just take it as a general you. The you is so obsessed with this body, yet has no sense of the effect of gravity on it every second of every day. You know how out to lunch we are? Jesus, man, it's unbelievable. Oh, let me tell you about my authentic feelings. You don't even have the authentic sense of gravity. <laughs> tell me about that feeling. I can't. Why? I've never felt it. Why? Because it's always being felt. You understand? You're not picking up this presence because it's always there. The mind doesn't recognize it. It's like the fish never knows the quality of water. It's immersed in it, but it doesn't recognize it. It recognizes seaweed and shells in it, but it doesn't see the water. It doesn't sense it's in the water. It can actually live as if it's super dry. If it had a mind like one of us, we'd be bitching about how dry we are when we're swimming totally immersed in the Pacific Ocean and then planning on taking a retreat. Oh, I'm going to go on a wet retreat this week. I've saved up whole year going through these shells and seaweed to get this. You're drenched! <laughs> If you like going on retreats, fine, but to go there thinking you're going to get something that you already are is insanity to me. You know? Better go help us a soup kitchen. Give someone some fucking food. At least here it looks valuable. So the system, self shedding system, is a system. It's like if we could see, it's as if we're all walking around with helmets. Yeah? Like little, those old 50s spaceship helmets. And we're living in the atmosphere that's getting pumped in by the big conditional backpack anxiety about what's not happening. We're all walking around looking at each other's outfits. Oh, I really like that outfit. I like that. But totally immersed. And all it is is just me. (laughs) We're all walking around. And the point is, we're bitching about it. We're whining about it. We're spending tons of money to get relief from it. But we never entertain. We can actually lift the helmet off. You know, can you can you enlarge the visor? Hey, can you put a? I'd like to have a stream of beautiful pictures across the visor. So now, is there a little bit, little less fear pumped in? Can you just touch? No, okay, I'll get some. Yeah. Instead of just going poop, popping it off. Yeah. Why is it that if you have alcoholism, isn't it like a very very nasty parasite? Don't you feel like you're possessed sometimes? In your life, at least, you can tell. If you're out of it now. Well, let's say if you act out in a, kind of, in a weird way in AA, when you're sober, you'll have an emotional hangover. It's like another possession. You're in for a two or three day block type of sentence. Yeah. That thing is a very hostile system of thought, yeah? Parasite. And it's taking seemingly you over. 
why wouldn't you want to throw it off? If you saw a tick on you, or a flea, you'd do basically anything to take that thing off, right, wouldn't you? If you were sitting here right now, and let's say the most important person in your life as a musician or anything was playing, and you noticed there was a tick on you, and you'd fucking run out to the bathroom, and this, you know, whatever, Celine Dillon or whatever, <laughs> waiting for years to see, you'd forget all that, get this off, right, wouldn't you? Tick or a flea or lice or something. Ah! <laughs> then you'd be blaming people for the lice. Yes. Huge stories. But here, some of us have been living under the influence of a very hostile parasite. I mean, big time hostile. I mean, it, if you lose, if you leave your safe haven, some of us die. It's not a, it's a nasty parasite in this little movie. Big time nasty. Why is it that? So, if this is a hostile parasite, and it takes over a host, the hostile parasite has to have an incredible strategy to keep the host convinced to let it suck its life out, don't you think? I mean, it's not like a very benevolent host, parasite. It drains you, it ruins your ability to have relationships with others, you can't freaking can't ask for what you want, you constantly consume the, how people view you as an object, it's just freaking crazy, yeah? But, it's amazing, so this parasite has the greatest strategy of all, it's convinced the host that it's you, yeah? Because alcoholism is in the mental process, you can't take an x-ray of alcoholism, you can may see the effects of it, like the liver swollen, but you cannot recognize alcoholism, it's not like cancer. MRI and they take a biopsy. Oh, we found the cancer. You can't biopsy alcohols. Okay? You can't, they haven't found the, where is it in the body. Because it's not in the body. It's in the mental process, most of it. Yeah? And if the mental process is what produces and reinforces and keeps narrating life based on being a self, which is a product of the mental process, then your, your, then what you call you may be infused with alcoholism. Because you have alcoholism. Yes? So now you have, now you're living life as an alcoholic self. <laughs> and it's a nasty ride, obviously. But it's convinced us we're it, so we, our mind can't entertain being free of it. It can't. It can entertain a day at a time, maybe. It can entertain, oh, if I really work hard, I'll be able to have a three month long relationship. You know, maybe that'll be the best it can do. Maybe. July 4th this year, I won't fuck up. I won't throw a giant fit. Oh, that's success. That's great. I can now go do some social engagements and not flip out. Okay, so we try to civilize it and socialize it, therapize it, but we never entertain being free of it. Why is that? Because we're identified as it. I tell you, when I, this was dropped on me and I entertain I'm not that, the first thing my mind could entertain I can be free of it. I can truly be free of it. And in the, in the book it says the problem will not exist for you. Well, I'll tell you, you know how that stabilizes? When the problem does not exist as you. The problem isn't, you're not being attacked by the problem. The feeling of being attacked by the problem is the problem. Yes? The sense that it's happening to you is, is part of the problem. 
All right, something's driving me crazy. Something's driving me crazy. I recognize that. You don't recognize that there's a feeling of being you that's being driven crazy. You don't see that verb. You see that as a noun. Yeah? So there's verb. My mind's driving me crazy. Yeah? That's an action. Mind driving me crazy. Yes? The feeling of the mind's driving me crazy is a verb. The whole part of it. The way we live it is on the noun... Paul, that's being driven crazy by this verb of my crazy mind. No, the feeling of being Paul is a verb. It's called what I call selfing. It's a verb. The mind is selfing, and its interpretation has noun in it and verb in it. Yes? Life is happening to me. That's an incredible self-centered interpretation. Life is happening is a verb. Yes? Life is happening to me is a verb happening to a noun. Yeah? That's what selfing is. Selfing has made this a noun that all of this is happening to. How's it feel? So here. My mind's driving me crazy. Yes? My mind signifies in the system a noun. Me. And then I recognize, I'm from here, yes? The story is told now from here as me, and then I see the verb that's fucking with me. But you don't see this being fucked with by a verb is a bigger verb. It's all selfing. The freedom is not getting really good with the noun, it's recognizing there is no noun. So then everything is a verb. Everything is verbing. Everything is verbing. There's no point that anything here is happening to you. It seems to constantly happen to you when the identification of the body is in place. And it's very difficult to get away from that view if you're totally identified as a body. It's actually, I find it impossible. Yeah? But when you entertain, I may not be, I'm not saying you're not that. I'm saying entertain, I may not be that. That whole system of noun being imposed upon by all these verbs, or doing all these verbs, whatever way you want to say it, will loosen up a little bit. You'll travel lighter through this whole little system of self-centeredness, yes? Because the self won't be a rock-stable identity, yes? It'll be a little weaker, and you'll see it shifting. And maybe you'll get us some grace and really see it's not you. Yeah? And when that occurs, your emphasis on life is going to go leave Leave the noun and verb, and then go back to just verbing. Yes? And I'll tell you, you'll travel a lot lighter as a seeming noun here when you realize it's a verb. Seriously, whatever, whatever you're having to walk through in your life. It's not saying it's going to change the geography of your life. That's not the promise. That's all. That was, that's a promise a noun comes up with. Oh, this will be a great advantage to me. Everything that used to bother me won't be bothering me anymore. This won't be happening to me. No. There's the geography of the apparatus. You're going to go through things as this, as appearing as this. But I can tell you, it will allow you to travel lighter through the whole terrain. Yes? Whatever shows up, you'll be able to travel lighter. I mean, what better gift would you like? It's amazing how we've forgotten we even have the evidence in this life that we weren't a long-lasting independent separate entity. Why? Well, that's why you probably don't have any memories when you were six months old. Yes? 
Because there was no selfing yet. Selfing hadn't coagulated yet, which is totally based on memory. Yeah? You remember you. That's what the mind's doing. It's remembering you as a body. Just like when you wake up in the morning, you're not looking at your room. You remember the room, don't you? You remember where you live. Well, you're remembering you. That's what the mind's doing all day. It's remembering you. <laughs> yeah. You live only from the past. You live as the past. How could you live here as the past? <laughs> the way you live here as the past is an interpretation. Basically. That's what's happening. We, in a way, have done and we've forgotten there was an exchange. We gave life away and we've gotten back a mental interpretation. Don't worry, this is safer. Now you'll know what's going to happen, or you'll know, no, 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 yeah? We'll take away all the fear of finding out from you here. Take this. Now you'll know it's me. I'm, I'm a loser. Nothing could ever work out for me. I can't have a relation. All this baloney that happens. But now, life, and then, instead, you lose the alam vital, or the vibrancy of life, which is finding out, just like going up to Petaluma, looking at a car to find out he had two adult wolves in the backyard. It was a pretty interesting little event I found. Yeah? And I love those little situations in life because you're so busy trying to believe this is so real and yet there's all magic always shooting through like like no-thing asteroids coming through our little airtight solar system where it no miracles are happening. People, you know, you have a miracle 10 in the morning, you've forgotten it by 6 at night. Like you have a resentment of 40 years being cooked and cultivated like a marijuana plant. And big buds growing up anxiety and guilt and shame and all this. Jesus Christ, we're like little horticulturists all day, pruning little crops from what's not happening and then eating it like a magic so we can produce anxiety in a place right now that has no anxiety being produced by what's happening. Yeah. What's happening in this room? You may not like the smell, but fuck. Got a wash next time. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's not really much threatening here. Yeah. Most people would see that as boring, the mind. People are addicted to the boredom that looks exciting. You know? And they miss the excitement, excitement that looks boring to the mind. Yeah. Not doing anything for a day can be incredibly exciting. You just watch. And you, you won't believe what you, how, how your mind can open up. But you'll find out. And finding out to me is a much better way. That's how when I was a kid, that's how I lived. Really. I found out. I didn't know anything much, you know. I didn't, hadn't all coagulated yet. I hadn't been, I hadn't been conditioned into, you know, Oh, that guy's kid's a black kid, I know, or Jewish. None of that's happening. It's just finding out, hanging out. Things, yeah. It's sort of a magical way of living. Why isn't it that we don't, we're not able to tap into that now? Because even if we hear about it, we try to tap into it as a self. Yeah? See, that's the dilemma. Even when you entertain what, what is truly a statement of how you are inherently freed from the bondage of self, you'll be entertaining it as a self, in a sense, yeah. You see what I mean? So the most beautiful message is really interpreted by the messenger. And that's sort of the dilemma. I can understand. So you can tell to your blue in your face, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. But the 
years, uh, sheep years, they're going to translate it into I can be like I can be like a lion. That's not really the message. That's the message of self-centeredness. Yeah. Because then you, what happens is you play God at every step of the way. All right, now I'm going to do things that will make me be like a lion, and then your critiquing will be up from your head. How am I doing being like coming like a lion? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. And get other people. Oh, you're you're looking, your mane's growing, Paul. Sounding pretty good. Oh, I'm becoming like a lion. Yes, I'm on my way. And then one person says, You're not a lion. <laughs> Back with the sheep. The, the relevance of sheep overrode every one of those little doings and happenings of becoming like one second of, but my real relevance is I'm a sheep. It'll erase all your practices like that. Hasn't it? How many times have you done something? You go on a month long retreat, everything's great, then you leave. One person says, They don't recognize how you're shining. You're an asshole. Boy. <laughs> back, right back in the Oh, that suits me perfect. That's what I really am. You can't. You're budging an imaginary heavy rock. You're not going to you know, It's not going anywhere. But when you can see it's not you from this point, then you'll find out what that really entails in your life. It's surprising. It won't be what how your mind's thinking will be. Yeah? So I guarantee you that. But you'll find out what it's like not to be that. Yeah. Just like you learn what it's like to be this, and you know what it's like to be this, you'll find out what it's not like to be this. Yeah. And I'll tell you, one bit of finding out can erase thousands of knowings, really. That's the beauty of it. But if you're, if you're addicted to the knowing, it will overrule any opportunity to find out you really won't be available to find out. You won't. When you walk into a situation, you'll be thinking you know what's going to happen. You'll be constantly knowing this and that, and it just neuters the value of finding out. Yeah? But one finding out can erase thousands of knowings. Yeah? An opinion that you so strongly have held for 30 years can be erased in one finding out. Yeah? That's really true. It's like the worst thing, and you're sure you know the worst thing that ever happened to you. In a year or so of finding out you, that your whole opinion may change, and you'll see it as the best thing that ever happened to you. And the worst thing that ever happened to you was getting sick, and then after a few years, it was the best thing that ever happened to you getting sick. Yeah. Finding out is a really, I like it. It's a nice way to go. The mind constantly wants to frame you. And it has all these, it's like ready-made frames. You've got some customized frames going, but the, basically there's a lot of ready-made frames. And they will keep appearing, yes? But you'll keep appearing, you'll keep finding out that you're not what's pictured in that frame. Even though the frame is presented as you, or to you, yeah? you're not that. And while you're not that, that's finding out what you are. You can't find out what you are, it's finding out, yes? It's a, it's a verb. It's an activity. You can't, oh, I found out what I was. It's not a static thing. It's a being. Yeah? It's a movement. It's a verbing. And you find, you're in a constant state of finding out. If you know it or not. The mind's going to constantly try to throw the knowing in prior. Constantly have you buy, oh, this is a better knowing. You know what you want. You know what will make you happy. You don't know. But then if you could just not buy into that, you're open to finding out. And you may find out that what makes you happy is different than you thought. Yeah. It's sort of like in AA, they say, 
turn your will and your life over to the care of a higher power of your own understanding. I hope, I really hope, hope in a short amount of time you'll give up that idea and realize I'd rather know God of its own understanding. Yeah? Not your understanding. Your understanding is going to give this incredible juice, a very small aperture to come into your life. <laughs> and, and the spigot is going to be controlled by selfing. I mean, really. You're going to get a, you maybe you'll get a parking lot space at the next meeting next week, or maybe you'll get a date or something. A couple little things you attribute to God. Yeah? But it's such a small aperture. But if you, if you are open up to finding out about a God of its own understanding, you will be It'll blow you out of your socks, yeah. And then you'll really see you can you can find out what life imagines you to be instead of knowing what you are. Yeah. And knowing what you think life is. You'll you'll see you're an expression of how life imagines you to be. It's freaking cool. Yeah, why not? Aren't you sick and tired of this old way? Boring as hell, isn't it? I think we even stand it. I can't even stand listening to anyone selfie anymore. And yeah, I'll be totally immersed in this lovely trance-like romantic selfie going on in my head. But yours? Oh, Why is that? Why do I have such a strong immunity to your selfie, but none to my selfie? It's the mind! <laughs> I'm trying to point it out to you. But I found out. I found out. I found out. Yes? I entertain this. And after I entertained it, a lot of downloads started happening over the years, and I found out. So I'm speaking sort of like, here's the canvas, something's leaking from behind out into the canvas. I didn't know this stuff. People threw some ideas out, and I entertained it, and then it got, and it's leaking out this way. I'm saying, find out yourself. But everyone, you know, here we go. The description of a verb is usually taken to back to a noun, right? When you don't understand something, or something happens here, then you say God did it. But there's always a noun involved, yes? It's very difficult for the mind as we know it to just the sense of verb. It wants to insert nouns in it. Yeah? God did it, you did it, I did it. Yes, yes, yes. But to see the seamlessness of living or being is verbing. Partition of verbing into subject and object is mind, conditional mind. Yes? The seamlessness is verbing. The product of conditional mind is partitioning it into noun and verb, noun and verb, noun and verb. In India, they would call it the first movement of mind is name and form, giving name and form. Yes? Name to what? A noun and form to it, a body. Or giving it a noun of a thing. And then everything's interpreted from that point of view. Yes? Noun, object. It causes us to be blind. So now we're walking into automatist places, retreat places. There's nothing wrong with anything. We're seeking for a new way of looking, aren't we? We're trying to find, like in recovery, they'd say, a new pair of glasses. So that will correct the way we're looking at things now. Because something's off, and we know it in our guts. No matter how much we shop or don't shop or get this or have that, there's a gnawing unease usually. Because something's off. Yeah? 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 Yeah. 
talking last night about the pause. That's the pause right there. It's a living juice. It's when mind selfing stops, yeah? And you can start off selfing into stopping. You don't stop, ever. Selfing stops, yeah? You are never absence out of your own, of absent out of your own life. Self is absent, yes? It's absent actually as its inherent nature, it's absent. But even in the appearance, it's absence, absent more often than being here. But what you are is always so. That's the pause. When the selfing is... When your interest is unwedded to the selfing, it's a pause. It goes into... What do you want to call it? Silence or whatever. Call it the most deafening silence. The ever-present moment, which isn't a moment. All that. It just drops into another state of mind. Yeah? I would say that's your home. Than what you're seemingly dropping out of, which is selfing, which is just another interpretation from self-centeredness. You are not dropping out of selfing into this space. All there is is this space. The selfing is appearing in, in it. Yes, you're, and the appearance to this space from selfing is that you drop out of the real thing called selfing into it. There is no thing called selfing. It's just an activity. Yes, you and I have never dropped into this. That's just an interpretation of conditional mind. We are that. See, the stop goes on forever, doesn't it? Don't you sense that? Stop, you can sense it in the room now. It goes on forever. Say stay stopped. That's all it is, is stopped. <laughs> One day I'm going to just pull my finger out, <laughs> rip it out, or whatever. It'll be the end of me that day. <laughs> all the pieces come off. Take the lips off, the ears off. Just where am I? This off, this off, the dick off, everything, the toes off. And what will be here, what's always been here, the space, this is fucking things appearing. That'd be a nice demonstration. Put it on YouTube. It'd have, it'd have 8 million hits, but nothing would happen. Wouldn't that be great? Pull the skin bag off. Where did he go? Nowhere. You'd actually be seeing my fucking original face finally. Space! <laughs> Where did he go? You'd be looking for the appearance. Where did it go? You'd be in the midst of what's always so. Where did it go? Oh, I miss him. I miss him. <laughs>
there's some more left. I didn't buy him what I should have. I'm going to try to get over here, out of here quick, and get back to the store because I'm going to go Because I think I'll look really great next week in the morning. And my belief is if I really look great, then I may get what I want, which is approval from this one lady. And I'm assuming she'll be there because I think she's interested in me. So I've got to get those pants and make sure that can possibly happen. Because I am sure that she's going to be my son. Everything's going to be great. I mean, I'm positive. I know. I haven't found out yet. She could be a total vixen. But I know she's going to be my savior. Oh, all right. Let's see. What's happening now, Nothing. I'm just thinking about next week. All in this beautiful, lovely space. <laughs> this all can be going on, and yet there still can be an understanding by I'm not that of this space. It doesn't mean you stop doing any of that. It's real, this message is you never were doing it. Yeah? That's the real freedom. Not that you're doing something different now. That's a conditional freedom, is it? Because what happens if you stop doing that thing that's different now? And then you do what you used to do. You'll be back in the same soup again, yes? Yeah? This is a freedom prior to any conditional freedom, yeah? It's inherent. It's solid. It's not of this place's making. It's not of this place's making. It's not an appearance. It's not going to come and go. It's not based on you. That's the only reason why it has true value, because it's not made up by your head. So, any uh, questions today? Got very hot. Everybody, all the rooms I go to, they start out cool, and then afterwards I'm like at a Bikram class, you know, and I take my clothes off. I'm getting hot. Huh? I know, it's the heater. I know, I'm aware of that. Thanks, James. Oh, my solution's easy, just turn off the heat. Yeah. <laughs> no questions. So we'll uh